Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. Hello. Welcome. We had a little bit of a late start. I thought something was going to go bad, so I, I uh, hit stop stream for just a second. Can everyone see me? Can everyone hear me? Hello. Welcome. Can you guys see me? Can anyone see me? I think we have an issue with the camera. Hold on. Testing, testing. Can everyone hear me? Sorry for the delay. You don't see me. It's a magic trick. Hold on one second. Let me fix it. There is this. Hold on. Thank you guys for showing up early. Sorry for the delay. There we go. We should be on now. It's a it's an actual Pokey Tower ghost. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can you guys see me now? Sorry for the delay. Welcome to episode 98 of the Pokey Tower podcast. Holy crap. Thank you guys for showing up early. Was it a stalling technique? I don't know. You tell me. It looks like it worked. <laughs> Jello, John, Alpha, Ivan, Sean, Eddie, Chris. What's up, guys? Thank you guys for showing up. Episode 98, the Poke Tower Podcast. If you're new here, we are a collectibles podcast. Uh, primarily everything trading cards from Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Dragon Ball, and Digimon. But we also venture into things like video games and, and things that we like to collect there. So it really just depends on what we're into and what you guys want to talk about. And uh, collectively as a group, when we find interest, we, we do some research. Yes, Jello was here first. Thank you. <clears throat> All right, guys. Uh, episode 98 on the way. Two more weeks to episode 100. Um, yeah, it's going to be crazy. I'm still planning something very cool for episode 100. So if you're if you're hanging around for that, just please bear with me. Um, I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to make it good. I don't want to make it over the top though, right? Um, that's something that I'm not interested in. Uh, so. Yeah, I just want it to be good. I want it to be memorable. I want it to be better than last year, but I don't want to be dramatic, right? Like, come on, we're still going to be doing this after after the second year. So, you know, or, you know, because episode 100 is not the second anniversary. The, sec the second anniversary will be maybe a week or two after. I mean, they're pretty darn close, but I mean, for me, it's another drop in the bucket. But I also know, I mean, how many other podcasts have over 100 episodes in trading cards? You know, there's probably not many. So um I know I understand what it is, but it's just like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I I get it. I totally get it, guys. Um so I thank you guys for always watching and just being a part of this. If you haven't yet, please like this video. We have more viewers than likes and that that upsets me. It irks me. All right, guys. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um Probably more information than normal, but I'm excited because there's a bunch of new things that we're we're diving into, um, and I like that. I you know I, I, we can always talk about the stuff that we're good at, but when we start venturing into things that we don't know, that's actually my favorite. You know, I mean that's how we stumbled across 
graded video games, right? Just taking that chance. And then I was able to get Halo 2 last week. Like, that's really cool for me. So, uh, appreciate that. All right, guys. Let's do this. Episode 98. Here we go. Scout reports coming up first. The cool thing about that scouter report, it's actually a minute long. So if I need to take a minute, I could just press a button and it's just going to keep going. <laughs> but anyways, here we go, guys. The Poke Tower Scout Report. This is our segment about cards or collectibles that you're interested in, but you can maybe don't have a lot of knowledge on uh, and, and you want me to do some research on it. So, you know, this this is getting pretty interesting. And today was is a very cool topic that we get to talk about and something I had to literally go research. I, you know, I can't, I don't know everything, right? So there are things I have to look at. And this is what we're looking at today. Zelda Majora's Mask for Nintendo 64. I thought this was really cool because we had, you know, we have the March Madness and N64 is in the, in the final four. So it's likely it's going to go to the championship round and may be the best console in our discord you know as and as far as like what our guys like so to have this posted this is a zelda majora's mask for the n64 and it's the collector's edition so there's actually some really cool stuff that we get to check out today maybe you'll learn something you didn't know this one comes from lone wolf where's ivan at ivan was here ivan we're, we're covering your thing dude all right so here we go uh, we're covering ivan's uh scout report request and check this out, guys. So I didn't know that there were multiple variants of Zelda Majora's Mask. Just like we talked about with Pokemon Leaf Green the other day, there was like six variants. You know what I mean? Um, it's crazy. There, There's like four variants of... I mean, there's more than four variants for Zelda, but like in the English North American release, there's like four different variants. Um, and this one's got an interesting story to it. So... The one that Ivan posted is Zelda Majora's Mask Collector's Edition. So, this Collector's Edition, he shared a uh, complete inbox at CIB. Um, and I did a little research on it. You know, I was like, okay, well, let's start with how much these things go for. And complete inbox is completely different than sealed. Um, but they still, on average, over, the, over five different sales, they averaged $226. So, and 99 cents. So 227 for this collector's edition complete in box set. Now, if you don't know what that is, that's going to have a lot to do with this little stamp. I don't know if you guys can see it on my mouse, but this there's a little stamp right here on the box itself that says collector's edition. That is primarily the only difference uh, between this and a standard version is this little stamp because believe it or not, both cartridges are gold like this. I was like, okay, that's cool. And I was looking on some forums, doing a little research, and some of the public opinion is that standard edition is actually more rare than collector's edition. I thought that was interesting. I was like, okay, so we look up prices for that on the standard edition complete in box, and all it is is, again, you won't have this label right here, right? Um. And that complete in box set averages two thirty four fifteen. Now you're probably saying, well, you know, that's not as not as expensive, or you know, it's not much more expensive. But 
even just doing a quick eBay search, if you do collector's edition versus standard, there are far less standard edition sets than there are collector's edition. So something to pay attention to. Um, the, the video game market, the graded video game market is still very small and it's growing rapidly. I can, I can tell you that just by watching. Um, but maybe this is something collectors haven't decided yet. You know, what truly is rare and why obviously sealed would be better, but when you consider complete in box, which is, you can grade that, um, the standard edition has a slight edge over that. But when I look at it, I'm like, wow, there was like three standard editions to like 10 collector's editions on the internet. I mean, that's like 30%, right? Just in that small, that little small sample right there is a 30%, you know, standard edition to collectors. So that was interesting. And that, that could yield crazy results over time. We don't know, you know, I don't know enough. I just did some baseline um, research, but that was, I was like, okay. And then um, I couldn't find this complete in box. I mean, I don't know if there is a complete in box because I think this is like a demo disc or, you know, a kiosk type of cartridge. Uh, but there is a Majora's Mask cartridge that has not for resale on it. And there's, it's also, there's also, there's a gold one of that, but there's also rumored to be gray ones, gray cartridges and people don't really know where those came from. And that there is an idea that they're just refurbished cartridges. Um, and people were slapping that over the top, which would mean, you know, it's kind of fishy. But uh, from what I could see, there was a lot more gold of these not for resale editions, just the cartridge itself. But those averaged $243 just for the cartridge, which is nuts. And they were there were some that were selling for like $350, $370. Uh, and then there's some that sold for, you know, 190. So obviously when you average it out, you know, it comes down to about 243, but just for the cartridge, that was 243. So that was actually the more rare thing people were looking for. And then one thing I wanted to really look at was okay, we're looking at these complete in box sets that are 200 something dollars. You know, what is the benefit of grading something like this, right? Um, I couldn't find any sales for WADA, complete in box, but I did find a listing. I found a listing for WADA, complete in box, and it was listed for $1,750. Um, that's just a WADA, complete in box grade uh, for the collector's edition. So do the math, you know, and then probability of would that even sell? I don't know. We, we don't know until, you know, the market sets itself, but imagine this, you buy it for the average price of $227. You grade it. Um, I imagine it's less than a hundred bucks to grade. You're at 350 bucks total cost after shipping and all that stuff. Most likely 350 bucks to 1750. That's a pretty insane come up on it on a complete in box video game. Now, I don't know. I don't know what the demand is for complete in box graded games. Because me personally, I only want stuff that's sealed. Um, but it's a it's an option. It's something to consider. And, you know, these things are flying off eBay. Like, if you go on eBay and you look at Majora's Mask, people are just selling it like crazy. Um, so it might be something to consider. And, and maybe you say, well, you know, I'm not really integrated gaming yet. I just want the box. I just want, you know, the complete box set. But th- think about it in terms of, like, you know, 
sooner than later. Sooner than later, you should probably find something like this because I think the market is going to increase over time. I don't think there will only be one WADA, uh, one WADA CIB Majora's Mask in the next six months. There'll probably be three or five, you know what I mean? And then eight, nine. So the market could be set very fast and who knows, maybe maybe 227 for a CIB is actually not bad. And we won't know, you know, time tells. Um, but maybe maybe this is about as good as it gets in terms of being in some sort of video game market early enough, right? Obviously, the earliest of earliest would be people who've been collecting since they were kids. But a lot of us getting back into things, we have to rediscover this stuff. And this is the best it gets. So um, that's just something to consider. Um, but I thought that was interesting, you know, like if someone buys that that CIB box, you know, at 1750, the next sale will be close to or around that unless someone's just trying to make a quick buck, you know, but $350 total cost, like that's, that's not bad, you know, and you have to pay attention to the, the condition of the box and things like that, but you never know. Um, this might be a great game to buy. It's a sick game, by the way, like let's, let's not talk about the, the values. I like this game better than Ocarina of Time. That's just me. Um, Ocarina of Time is great, though, too. Like, I feel like it's Coke and Pepsi, right? Like, either one is amazing. So it's not, to me, it's not a competition. They're just, they're both unique in their own way. Um, but Majora's Mask was just, uh, had that dark feel to it, and it was time-bound, right? You, you were definitely time-bound. Um, there were so many different knickknacks. Like, I actually had to buy the strategy guide to beat this game when I was, you know, preteen. So, yeah, I I love it. Um, I think it's a great game. Definitely something I got to look at too. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm glad that I got to research it. And then we can kind of apply our commandments here. Uh, to the game, it's gonna be a little different, but we can we can still use some common sense, right? Character. Obviously, the whole franchise. You could do Zelda. You could do Majora. You could do Link. Right. Everything about this franchise. We're giving it five stars. It's top tier. This is top tier. This is, you know, if not top three N64 games of all time. A lot of people love this game. Um, it's it's unique, right? We haven't had a lot of games like this since. It's just, spe- it's a very special game. Um, the artwork, you know, I know the Ocarina of Time has some legacy to it, right? It just looks a little cleaner. But what's kind of cool about this is like, you know, I like the idea that there's different editions. I like there's a gold cartridge, silver cartridge. Um, and I'm sure there are different editions of Ocarina of Time too, but uh, something about Majora's Mask, it's just kind of, you know, it looks fancy, right? It looks cool. Like this, you look at that case and you're or the box, you're like, I want to buy that game. You know, what is, what is this game about? So I gave that four stars. Um, Rarity, you know, Look at uh, look at look at the example we made here. All right, so you have collector's edition, you have standard edition, you have not for resale, and then there are even more rare editions that could be like just a gray cartridge that was used in kiosk only. So there's different levels of rarity to this. I gave this one three star because it seems like the collector's edition is actually the lowest rarity, even though it has that appearance that it should be something more. And we we've seen that before with other things. And then last thing, no story, no glory. 
if you played the game, you know everything about it, right? So you know everything about this, like why it's a five star. There's really no reason to explain it. If you haven't experienced it, go check it out. Like you could literally watch, go on YouTube and watch someone beat Majora's Mask, like from start to finish. You'd be thrilled. Um, there's so many just weird things about that game. Um, really cool. Glad I got to look at this, and uh, I think it's a great buy. Right, like if I'm not buying, I mean, I already got my Xbox game, so we got Halo Two. I'm thrilled on that. I think the only other Xbox game I'd get is maybe uh, Fable. I'd like to buy original version of Fable. Um, but then I'm looking at Game Boy Advance games and Game Boy Color, and I'm looking at N64. Like those are kind of that's kind of my you know, area that I want to collect in. I don't really care for PS2. I, I you know, I like it, but I'm not going to go collect games from that era. Um, unless it, unless very rare occasions that'll happen. Um, but there you go. Zelda's Majora's, Zelda Majora's Mask. Very cool to look at on the scout report today. Hopefully that uh, gave you some clarity there, Ivan. And uh, moving on, here we go. What do we got this week? It's uh, TCG Battle Royale. Here we go. All right, TCG Battle Royale. Another uh, another interesting week for trading cards. A predictable week, though. Very predictable week. And you'll see here as I share, if you're new here, this segment is about the four TCGs we talk about, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Dragon Ball, Digimon, and Pokemon. And we rank them based on their most recent releases. So this, this lineup constantly changes based on new stuff that comes out, right? Uh, typically, newer sets will do better in the Battle Royale. Older sets tend to die off. And head to you know last place unless we have a banger set which can happen here we go number one this week it's going to be x record there's no reason for it not to be number one um you're going to see some red on the screen here which we discussed last week you know if you see red that means it's it's down from last week's prices but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing at all um and the reason reason being is because these these technically are red they they lost value from last week, but it's not by much. Uh, case price went down to a thousand and six dollars, but it was like a thousand and eleven last week, right? So five dollars really, you know. So tech technicalities here. Yeah, it's red, but not not by a lot. Uh, the box is down to eighty nine eighteen. Last week it was like eighty nine sixty, right? So not much, not much to that that has changed. It's still pretty much the same. Uh, now, something that did drop a little more were the four secret rares that you can get at 202.19. And again, not, not like a serious drop. Uh, this is not a time I would consider buying single cards or anything like that. Wait this one out, like always. Um, and uh, yeah, X Record's still doing solid compared to the other sets this week. Number two, what's up, Alexio? Josh, what's up? Number two this week, you got Yu-Gi-Oh! Power of the Elements. So the case prices didn't change, right? You can still find them for about 900 bucks. Some people are asking for more, but typically the lowest ones you're going to find are about 899 uh, The box price dropped, but just like Digimon, it barely dropped. It's 79.36 versus like, or 78.36. I think last week it was like 78 or 79, you know, just a we're talking pennies, guys. Not much, not much higher, not much lower. 
Uh, the five Starlights, however, did rise in price. And that went up to $1,338.33. So, had you bought last week or the week prior on like pre-sale stuff, you would be up a couple hundred dollars, maybe like 150 to 200 dollars. You know, that's that's nice to know. I'm not saying you're flipping your cards, but that's nice to know. Uh, and I don't expect that. I don't expect it changing. This is an interesting thing. We haven't really covered like you know a decent starlight set in a while, so I don't know if it's just going to continue to rise every week as far as single starlight rares. But um, that's the move here. You know, if you're you get Yu-Gi-Oh collector. A case is 900. You might, <laughs> you might get one starlight. It's likely that you're not. Um, or you just buy all five for, you know, $400 more. So, uh, starlights here. And then, or you just pick the ones you want and then you save a lot of money, right? Like, what if, what if there's only two or three starlights you want and it costs you 700 bucks? You literally bypassed the price of a case and got everything you wanted out of the set. So, um, yeah, nothing there. And then no changes to the uh, top 10 cards or the, the cards that break the $15 price point. There are 10 cards last week and there are 10 cards this week that do that. All right. Moving on to number three this week. Ultimate Squad still staying at number three. And this was um probably one of the highlights of this week in terms of the Battle Royale. Not enough to push it to number two by any means. I'm still watching that Gohan and Piccolo card, um, but let's look at the other stuff, right? Case price, $634.99. That's no change from last week. Box price uh, went up slightly to $57.94, and the three secret rares are down to $309.90. So what's happening is, is Gohan and Piccolo are like keeping the price high of the three secret rares, but the other two keep dropping. So that's why you see the three secret rare price dropping. Um, it has... There's it's not much to do with that go on and piccolo. That is still steady at 198 to 200 dollars One thing I did see, let's see if I can pull it up. Um, this was interesting. Right? Check this out. So what the no, I don't want to subscribe. Get out of here. Okay. Um Ultimate Squad. Check this out. This was something that and this is something that I was talking about last week. Let me uh, organize by high to low. Okay, here. Check this out. So you have seven listings as low as 198. That's not true. It's actually 199.90. Um, but look at this. Look at this. So look at the last month, right? Came down. It's coming back up. Look. Whoop. We we were calling it like right around here, right? Like, hey, watch out for these prices to come up a little bit. Whoop. Small little pump there, but check this out. So you got 190, 199.90, 199.90, 198.90, 200, 209, 499. You guys see that? Just last week, there was like 10 that were at 190. There was like 10 at this price right here. The next best thing is 200. And then look at that. Once you get break that 200 threshold, I want 210. I want 499. Now, if this movie continues to develop some some uh, some buzz, don't be surprised if you see this here very soon. Don't be surprised if you see like 250, and it, and it it may be short lived, but it might happen, right? Someone's going to be compelled to say, "Hey, I think 
This is something worth buying because people really resonated with this movie in America. Um, and look at this, you know, this, this is not impossible. This guy, this guy is literally like seven sales away, not even seven, six sales away from being the only guy on TCG player. Obviously there's stuff on eBay as well. Um, but I try to use TCG player cause it's considered to be more fair, right? So there you guys go. Just a little bit of what I'm thinking on this. Uh, it's too soon to tell, you know, it just dropped on Friday. The initial response Initial response seems very well, uh, very good though. I think I might take my son to see it uh, this week. We'll see. And let's that's it for Ultimate Squad. Number four this week Pokemon Go. Uh, down in every category except the top four cards. And then I had something pretty interesting to share here as well. So the case price for 10 ETBs is down to $402, which is basically $40 a box. Not terrible. Uh, box price forty three eighty eight, that's pretty normal, um, but it is down from last week. And then the four top cards in the set are actually up to one fifty two seventy eight. Interesting thing to note, it's not it's not because of this guy right here. It's not because of Mewtwo V Alt. It's because of this guy right here. This one went up to like fifty bucks or forty five bucks, and he was like lingering like like high thirties. Um, now the Mewtwo V alt art I just saw today was for 39 bucks on TCG player. And this is actually the number one card in the set, the rainbow Mewtwo. Um, and he's up, he's upwards of like 50 bucks right now. I don't know why. I assume it's just going to be a weekly thing, you know, maybe supply, supply demand thing. Maybe, maybe all the lower priced Mewtwo's got eaten up. There's only a couple left that are in that high 40, $50 range. Once those sell off or people open a little more. TCG products get back on TCG player, that price comes down a little bit, right? So nothing to freak out about, um, but just just information to, to, to look at and be like, okay, I see what's going on here. Um, but that is it for the Battle Royale this week. Number one being X record, still very strong. When you're talking $1,000 for a case, right? Like we have not seen that for Digimon in so long. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Power of the Elements. Doing okay not great. Uh, actually, on the 26th, we do have Tactical Masters dropping. So that will be added into the mix here pretty soon. And I, Tactical Masters has some has some potential to take that number one spot. And we'll be talking about that tonight. Uh, Ultimate Squad at number three. Keep an eye out for the movie uh, hype, the movie buzz. And then Pokemon Go. We are literally just waiting for Lost Origin at this point. All right. Moving on to Pokemon this week. Here we go. Who's that Pokemon? Every Pokemon expansion from the beginning. Last week, we finished up the Wizards of the Coast era. This week, we begin Pokemon. The Pokemon Company, right? Um, and the first set ever made from the Pokemon Company was EX, Ruby, and Sapphire. So that's what we're going to check out. I love this box, by the way. You look at the box. It just looks sick. I would be thrilled to have a sealed box in my collection. Um, it's made me think I need to go get some sealed packs. I know they're expensive. It's the first set, you know, that the Pokemon company made on their own. It's it's pretty darn significant. And uh, doing a little research, these cards are they're pretty rare. Like, I mean, you can find some beat trashed up ones pretty easily, but to find some good stuff, it's actually harder to find than like the big four, right? Like. For me, 
it's easier to find a minty Charizard for base set than it is to find a minty um, Mewtwo EX. And we'll talk about that here in a bit. All right. Let's take a look at the price guide first. Get an idea what these prices are. Slide this over. Let me fix the price here. Hold on. Okay. High, high to low. There we go. You got Mewtwo EX at number one, which I'm thrilled about. Uh, Mewtwo is one of my favorite Pokemon. If not, you know, like he's probably top three, maybe top five on a bad day. Uh, but $103 for the EX Hollow, which I think is great. Think about all the other sets we've been looking at, right? I know those, um, like even last week, compared to Sky Ridge, Aquapolis, um, uh, but, 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 but Expedition, right? I think that some of these cards look better, have more rarity, and probably there are less out there in terms of like total population. Um, and the reason I believe that is because I looked at the pop reports. So you look at the pop reports, I was stunned. I was like, wow, this, this has some potential and people are sleeping on EX hollows. Uh, so Mewtwo at 104. Scyther EX, 47.94. Yeah, big price change between the first card and the second card. So Scyther's, you know, he's at 48 bucks. That's literally half the price of a Mewtwo. Tony, what's up? Hitmonchan. I don't like that Hitmonchan is number three on this uh, list here, but he's at 47 bucks as well. Sneasel, love it. Matter of fact, because of the research I did today, I actually bought a Sneasel. I bought a Sneasel EX, a graded one. So that'll be here probably like within the next week. I'll share it with you guys when I have it, but... um. I told you guys I was going to be buying EX cards, all right? We got the Magmar just a, a week or two ago. We got the Sneasel. We're going to keep doing that. Um, 39 bucks for him, which is what I paid for my graded slab. Actually, I paid thirty four ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lapras EX, 38 bucks. Sniper. All right, Blaziken. This is a hollow, 36 bucks. Electabuzz EX, this is a pretty cool looking card by the way, Electabuzz, uh, 29 bucks. Magmar EX, this is the one that we snatched up the other day, uh, $28. I got my graded one, uh, I should probably look it up before I just make up a fake number. I want to say it was $34. Let me, hold on, let me check, okay. So we paid $34.99 for the Sneasel, and we paid $34 for the Magmar. <laughs> Chase, you're good. What's up? Chansey, 2868. Swampert. The Swampert Hollow is very nice, by the way. Swampert's also... Th th these are all good starters. You got Swampert, Blaziken, Sceptile. I like Sceptile Swampert more. I'm not a, the biggest Blaziken fan, but I do like this card. This specific card, right? And that's how I like to collect specifics. This specific card is dope, okay? I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Then you got uh, Sceptile, 26, and Gardevoir at 21. That's the top 12. I did top 12 today. I didn't want to do top 15 because, it. Look, I mean, these are all hollows. Hollow, hollow, hollow. It's like, I mean, they get down to 10 bucks, guys. If, you, if you're compelled to buy them, go buy them. But I wanted to cover the top 12 because that's where they kind of fall off right here. Goes from 20 down to 13. Think about it, though, guys. If you can just find a near mint copy, which is going to be seven or eight, right? PSA seven, eight quality. 
and you can get around this price right here at 21 bucks. That's huge, right? Think about how much it costs to open a pack of EX Ruby Sapphire. Think about it. Yes, your, your chances of getting a 9 or a 10 are much higher because you're getting a pack fresh open. But let's say you get shafted and you, you pull, you know, an 8. Was it worth buying that sealed pack? And, you know, I don't, I don't know. It depends where you're, if you're just there for the thrill or not. But to me, there's, remember that disconnect we saw with like the vintage cards, you know, in 2020 and things like that. And you could, you could kind of weigh out, okay, well, here's the price of the pack. Here's a hollow. You're better off. Everyone knows this stuff, right? The game has evolved since then. But looking at this set today, I got that same feeling of like, oh man, this, this is, it's exactly why I bought Sneasel. It's exactly why I bought Magmar, right? I've just seen some small disconnects in price versus rarity. Something's going on there. Think about this too. Pokemon's also pushing out the whole we have EX, we're bringing EX cards back idea, right? Um, there could be, there could be strong implications for that. I'm, I don't know. I'm just sharing the facts. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to say. What was it? Oh, the other thing. When we look at these pop reports, right? When we look at these pops, there's something that kind of, you know, you know the lore with like base set and things like that. They say, oh, Chansey's the hardest to grade because it's got that silver foil. Here's the thing with EX. They all got the same foil, right? They all have the silver foil. So you're going to see very similar pop reports across the board. You're also going to see a very healthy ecosystem in terms of like PSA 8, PSA 9, PSA 10, everything looks legit. Unlike last week when we looked at Sky Ridge and I was like, why are there more PSA 10s than there are PSA 8s? You know what I mean? So this makes a lot of sense. And there's, it looks like there's demand here, right? Like people are buying PSA 8s. People are buying PSA 9s. And then the 10s are just absolutely legendary, which they should be. They totally should be. Uh, so check it out. Mewtwo with 10.56, uh, 10, wow. Let me take a drink real quick. I don't know why I said that. Okay. PSA 10s, they got 56. Skylar, what's up? So 56 10s for the Mewtwo. 49 10s for the Scyther. 33 10s for Hitmonchan. 44 10s for Sneasel. I love Sneasel. That's a sick card. These two right here, bam, bam. Mewtwo, Sneasel. If I get those two, I'm done. Uh, Lapras, very nice card. And I don't even like Lapras that much. I like Lapras as far as like gameplay. Don't like Lapras as a card. Uh, that's 44 tens there. And then you got Blaziken, Hollow, right? So this is not the EX. Not an EX. It's just a Hollow with 29 tens. Um, you look at this page here, though, and, and it's like any Pokemon, you know... Any rank here, like the the pops are very similar, um, and I think like this is where I think like this is good. Like these are solid cards. This is something I just see a lot of potential here with these cards. It's very hard for me to explain, but uh, before people learned how to flip cards and like you could buy a Blastoise for thirty bucks and grade it, you know, and turn it into three hundred dollars. Like before before people figured that out. I have the same feel with these. Um, and I really like these cards. A lot of my interest has gone to this. And a lot of that stems from when I talked with Ryan, right? 
Um, he really likes EX cards. And then I started to think about it. I was like, you know, this this point in time for Pokemon, just like Sky Ridge and stuff, you know, people weren't really buying cards as much. So there's less of it out there. There truly is less of it out there. Um, and then when you look at sealed products of Ruby Sapphire, way harder to find than like Fossil or Rocket and stuff like that and more pricey too. Um, I think this this era is completely untapped and I think most modern collectors don't have the knowledge to to even delve into this stuff. They're like scared of it, right? Um, but this is where it's at and I'm really interested in this and almost like a breath of fresh air for Pokemon and like my collecting stuff. So very interested in looking at this stuff. Here's the here's the bottom six here out of the top twelve. You got Electabuzz, which is a very nice card. I like that one. Uh, forty four tens, Magmar forty two tens, Chansey forty one tens. The Swampert, look at that Swampert is solid. Nineteen PSA ten, Sceptile eight PSA ten, and Gardevoir fourteen PSA ten. So you could make an argument to say, hey, well, I don't like the EX cards. I'm gonna go for the Hollows. And you totally could. I I've I saw some near mint copies of this Swampert. Like I'm talking PSA eight to nine category. You can find them for like anywhere from like eighteen to like you know forty bucks. And and you have a good chance of getting a solid grade if you want to grade the card. Uh, they're not beat, right? Um, these EX cards, they are beat to hell. They are very hard, <laughs> very hard to. Uh, identify which ones are the good ones which ones are the bad ones which is why i've just been buying graded ones because i you don't want i don't want to gamble on this um it's just there's just too much foil too many scratches that can be hidden you could even hide creases on these cards because of all the foil on there like if a seller takes a pick of the card and there's just enough glare on it on that silver there you won't see a crease um so i feel much more comfortable just sniping out low priced slabs <laughs> there you guys go um that is it for the top 12 on ex ruby sapphire but i'm i'm rejuvenated with pokemon man it it just seems like everything else was so overdone and and so oversaturated like i can get in on this i'm actually really excited to look at next week and see what card i'm going to buy from that set we got the sneasel we got the magmar i'd love to get a mewtwo but for like, you know, you're paying a hundred bucks for a, for a near mint copy. I want to say I saw some PSA eights and nines for like that, maybe like 150 to 200. So that might be worth it uh, to me when you consider the amount of time I'd have to go out there and try and snipe one raw. It might just be better to rip off the bandaid and get the eight or nine and call it a day. There's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that because he's, he's the number one card. One of my favorite Pokemon, I think um, Mewtwo's an easy card to appreciate over time, especially in this type of rarity, right? Like EX was the rarity back in the day. I know we're, we don't really like them in modern times, but these cards are sick. Um, so pay attention to EX hollows. And I mean, we've probably said that in the past. I know Devin probably co- covered this stuff um, back in the day on like DevCore and things like that. Um, but man, now that we're digging into it, it, it looks fun. All right, that's it for Pokemon this week. Moving on to some Yu-Gi-Oh. Here we go. All right, Art of the Cards. Another exciting segment I'm, I'm actually like pumped to talk about, uh, and that's Tactical Masters. 
That drops this Friday, August 26th. And the reason I'm excited about it is because it's a collector rare set. Me personally, I like gambling with collector rare sets. Um, when we first started buying modern Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Toon Chaos was the first set that I bought for modern Yu-Gi-Oh! And we bought, um, I bought a box for like 85 bucks. Um, and I pulled that Black Luster Soldier collector rare, which is arguably the best collector rare of all collector rares, right? And then we get the PSA 10 on it. And then we get the mist label on it, right? So like Devin's holding it for me right now, but that's, let's make it clear. That's my card. Um, but I've, ever since then, I was like, I love collector rares. I'm, I'm hooked. So King's Court, I got skunked. Um, I want to say Genesis Impact, I got one. I've gotten maybe three or four collector rares out of, out of the boxes that I've opened, um, which is not bad, right? Like, you got decent odds to, to get a collector rare. I think it's maybe one or two, one every other one or two boxes, right? Uh, so it's not, it, they're not terribly hard to pull, but it is satisfying. And this set has some very cool stuff. So let's go ahead and just look at the set breakdown, and then we'll, we'll get into the collector rares. All right, Tactical Masters. Set size, you got 60 cards. Launches August 26th. Let the games begin with three new strategies in Tactical Masters. So we got three new strategies. There may be some meta play in here. Um, so don't just like throw away your bulk if you're getting boxes, right? Hold on to that stuff. Try to figure out why people want these cards. Um, so you got Pendulum Zones uh, to push enemies back. Um, which this specializes in pendulum monsters. Okay. Welcome your opponent's monsters to a labyrinth full of pitfalls, perils known, unknown, awaiting this new theme. Okay. Finally take matters in your own hands in your quest for glory. So, so fluffy. Okay. You'll find three new themes along with some older cards that can help them out. In addition, 15 cards from the set will be also, will also be available as collector rares. 15. I love it. Um, here you go. Seven cards a pack, one foil per pack, and six rares. So, classic, um, collector rare set, right? You get, you, they're all rares, and you get one foil at the end. Um, and that drops on Friday. Now, let's take a look at the collector rares. There's, like, three, I think, three or four that I'm, like, gotta have. So, here we go. Tactical Masters Collector Rares. This is just a website that sells them, but let's go ahead and look at them anyways. So, you got Labyrinth of the Silver Castle, which is debuting at 60 bucks right here. I don't know if you guys can see that. Okay. You got Astrograph Sorcerer, which is uh, the Pendulum card, and that's uh, $39.99. Trap Trick. A lot of you guys know Trap Trick, right? 60 bucks for that one. I'm, this is really hard for you to see. Hold on. Let me see if I can fix that. Can I fix this for you guys? There we go. Ha-ha. All right. Trap Trick, 60 bucks. You got Labyrinth Servant, $49.99. Droll Lock and Bird. If you know Yu-Gi-Oh, you know that card. They got a collector's rare and it's debuting at 100 bucks right now. Anti-Spell Fragrance, 79 bucks. Labyrinth Servant. Didn't we have another Labyrinth Servant? Yeah. So is that an alt? Ariana. Oh, and then... Yeah, so... It's Ariana and then it's Ariane. 
You got Shinomi, Priestess of the Valiance, 24 bucks. So you don't want to pull that one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's some cool ones. So I'm looking at Drolock and Bird. That's one. Okay. I have the um, the Mago uh, version of this, I think. Not Mago. Oh, what is it? Is it Magician's or uh, Maximum Gold? I think it is. Yeah, Maximum Gold. I think I have like a play set of these. Uh, Labyrinth, Labyrinth. This is what I'm looking at here. Cosmic Cyclone. This is another big one. Classic card. For me, I like it, right? Because you use it in decks and things like that. Um, just a, you know, legacy card that a lot of people know about. Debuting at 50 bucks. Spring of the uh, Mysteroon. $64.99. And this, is, this might be my favorite collector rare, though. Scapegoat. So back in the day, you know, I think... We may we may have bought like a Joey tin or something like that. Joey deck and it had scapegoat in it. <clears throat> but this is a scapegoat collector rare and it's cheap, right? Like they're debuting at $39.99. So I'm all over that. Um definitely gonna have to try and get snag a copy of that because it's one of my favorite cards. I just I just like it, right? Uh I don't I don't play as much as I'd like, but I'll collect that. You got Valiance, uh, Valiant Var. I think that's War Var. I can't see it. Valiance Var, the land of beginning. Point of the Mysterune and Valiance Assemble. So this is like the uh, the mascot of the box. What you see on the box itself here. The Tactical Masters uh, Valiance Assemble, and that's twenty nine ninety nine. So again, this is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Scapegoat, Cosmic Cyclone, and Droll Lock and Bird. I would be thrilled to pull any of those. There's 15 collector rares, so you get a box that's hot. I have like a one in five chance, you know, getting Droll Lock and Bird, Scapegoat, or Cosmic Cyclone. And this could change. This could totally change, right? Um, these are just like pre-sale stuff. This, this, these could all go up very quick. Like this could be like a... Cosmic Cyclone could easily be a $70 collector rare. It really could. Um, but there you guys go. That's a quick look at Tactical Masters that drops on Friday. And that will be added to the Battle Royale to take um, Power of the Elements spot. All right. Moving on. Oh, we got some regular news this week. I don't have a sample. I, I mean, I could play. What sample could we play? We can't really. There's really no sample for this. What am I going to do? There's no sample. We're just, there's no sample. All right, we're going to move on. Here we go. This is just news. So we already talked about this in the Discord. Um, but I figure, hey, let's let's cover it again because there are people that aren't in our Discord that listen to the podcast. Uh, that's the other thing. Spotify. Welcome back. I figured out what the issue was. Um, we cannot we cannot record at sixty frames per second. Uh, that absolutely wrecks Spotify. They want thirty frames per second or less. They also want like seven twenty p. So a lot of the stuff has to be watered down in order for it. To upload on Spotify. So Spotify listeners, I apologize for um, bailing on you guys for like four weeks. We've been making episodes. You guys just haven't seen it. So very sorry uh, if you came to YouTube to watch. Thank you. But anyways, Spotify is good to go now. We figured that issue out. Um, we were literally like breaking their program. Okay. Here we go, guys. TCG uh, eBay buying TCG player for 295 milli. Ramsey, what's up? <laughs> Let's talk about it. I don't really have an opinion on it, but we'll, we'll just we'll talk about some stuff, okay? Uh, eBay is buying TCG player for 295 million. What does the community think? 
really what I'm doing is I'm going to share what these, these guys are two cents. Okay. Um, for me, you know, I'm running a full blown business on eBay. Um, I don't think there's any implications for me. I think if you're a TCG player seller, be ready for change, but I don't think there's going to be any immediate change. I also think that, um, I think that TCG player, this might be, I know a lot of people are seeing it as a bad thing. Like everyone's worried about fees. Um, get better at business. If you're worried about fees, that's, that's my two cents on that. The other thing is, um, I think with TCG player, the whole like tracking cards and customer servicing is, is very slow. There's been a few times where I've had some serious issues on TCG player and like stuff didn't get resolved for like a month and a half, two months. Right. And it's because the messaging system is very slow. Right. And then TCG, it's just, it's not as streamlined as eBay is. Right. Uh, also like tracking and things like that. Um, so I think there's actually some plus sides. Maybe eBay will require sellers to start uploading photos. I don't know. Um, I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. And I know bulk, right? Bulk is pretty generic. You shouldn't have to take a picture of, you know, 40 copies of the same cards you have, but think about it. Think about the plus sides of eBay and hopefully they just bring the good stuff about eBay, like trading card tracking, things like that, uh, and streamline it, make it better. Um, because some people don't buy on TCG player literally because eBay is just faster and better. They'd rather pay more money because it's faster and better. Now, they're not getting as good of deals as they could on TCG Player, but just think about the good that eBay can do, right? Because there's lots of bad things, right? They get eBay has scams all the time. On Monday, it was announced that eBay is acquiring TCG Player, one of the largest and most popular marketplaces for trading card games. The deal is reportedly valued at a whopping $295 million. We will see the auction online auction giant take TCG Player Subject to closing conditions, which conclude in early 2023. So you guys, I mean, we got nine months, maybe nine months to really six to nine months to kind of see what's going to happen. All right. Um, last year, eBay saw a sale of 87 billion worth of merchandise. Okay. Uh, TCG Player was founded in 2008. As a digital media company specializing in the sales of TCG products and single cards. I'm not going to read you the history. I want Let's get down to the good stuff, okay? Good stuff. While some in the community worry about how TCG Player will be affected by the huge deal, CEO Chady, Chetty, Chidi, Hampson <laughs> has issued a statement attempting to put the minds of the platform's users at ease. In the statement, Hampson explains the company will remain separate from eBay, which is what I read in the email as well, um, from eBay, and that he will remain in his position as CEO, with the headquarters also remaining in Syracuse after the deal is done. So they're going to be pretty independent in operations in the short term. We'll see what happens later, but for now, you have nothing to worry about. According to Hampson, all that will change is that the company will get to benefit from, from eBay's experience and resources so they can advance their purpose and expand their tools, which is what I said, right? I think shipping on eBay is easier. I think customer service on eBay is easier. I think you can get scammed. That's, But we're all smart buyers here, right? We're all smart buyers and we're not scummy sellers. So we don't need to worry about that. If you're a turd and you're trying to scam people, of course this scares you. But like for normal people, 
What's so what's so wrong about having better tracking, better customer service, and a better messaging system? What's what's so bad about that? I don't know. <clears throat> so here's what some people think, okay? We reached out to our friends within TCG communities to get their thoughts. Gary King Pokemon, one of our favorites, right? I think it's a smart move for eBay and buyers. Personally, I'd prefer to see even more healthy competition. Um, wouldn't that, I don't, I don't know if that's healthy competition because eBay is like just swallowing them. So they're not really competing, but maybe he means like another brand will come out. I don't know. <laughs> Pat Flynn has expressed some concerns over the takeover saying, I'm worried this will dilute the trust TCG player had with its sellers and buyers. I could see that. Part of what made it special was its separation from the rest of the card marketplace. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what I also think is I think people who buy and sell on TCG Player are also like elitist assholes. Like that's what I think. I think a lot of them think they're better than other people. You can see the way they speak to people on social media, right? Um, So like... That doesn't inherently make them bad people, but they are like, they're just not, not the friendliest people either, right? Um, There are plenty, there are plenty of nerds on TCG Player that have tried to challenge my knowledge in trading cards and say, well, on TCG Player, it sells for this. And then I got to school them in the world of, well, you know, there's other things on this planet besides TCG Player. And there's other factors that I consider as a user of TCG Player, like is a bigger picture than just TCG Player. And you're in such a small space pond right you just got absorbed by ebay you're in such a small like pond that your world is completely different you don't think like the majority of other people do so they are kind of elitist in that matter but i don't think it dilutes the trust at all there's part of the reason i don't buy on tcg player as much is because i've ran into probably like three to five bad sellers and i've only used it for maybe a year it's like i ran into three to five sellers with like amazing amazing reviews too like we're talking 5,000 plus sales and these guys take one week to get back to me over a card one card it takes you a week to write back like that's unacceptable right on ebay the case would already been closed because you didn't respond so i think a streamlined communication process is huge we did reach out to leonhart but his travels from london he's still gathering an opinion with that being said, he did say that massive consolidation isn't usually good for consumers, but we'll have to wait and see how this affects things. I, I'm not really. Whatever. Uh, Leon Hart doesn't buy stuff on TCG Player, so like, don't worry about him. Uh, Will Creasy, PokeWizard96, is another collector who shared his concern with us, saying eBay has never had any direct interest in the world of trading cards, aside from being a place people could auction their cards. Yeah. The amount of scams that have taken place is remarkable, and eBay doesn't seem to have any control over that, unlike other platforms. He went on to add, why doesn't TCG Player team up with a company with significant growth like Whatnot? Oh my god. Particularly considering Whatnot has big backers behind it. Um, I'm not a fan of Whatnot. Okay, another collector of Pokemon. Pokemaif? Pokey Maffei, how do you guys say that? Thinks that this could be eBay's way of clearing out the competition by buying up the competition. He went on to share his concerns about the trust people will have in the company following scamming experiences he has heard about. I don't... 
these guys aren't offering anything. Okay, Noel Collector. We got Noel Collector. Okay, let's see what Noel Collector says. Noel Collector has shared his thoughts on how eBay could implement their current practices into TCG Player by saying, my main concern is that eBay is known for their high transaction fees. I hope this will not be implemented on TCG Player. I am hoping this acquisition will include international purchases, which would be good for international buyers. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a big issue, right? We have we have our Canada guys in the Discord that that say that oftentimes they can't buy stuff on TCG Player. They just won't do it. Um, so I feel that. That's good. Um, the fee stuff, like I said, guys, if we're going to talk about business, business is cold. If you don't like the fees, get better at doing business. Right? Don't make your don't make your customers pay because your cost of goods are high. Learn how to get your cost of goods down. If you can't figure that out, you're probably not good at business. Um another well-known collector, Top Sun Goku, okay, we know this guy, uh hopes that the sale will provide more support to the Europe market. Again, it's an international thing. Telling us it might take uh euro prices on cardmarket.com more competitive as a result. That's good. Whereas now, you can sometimes see big discrepancies with prices from overseas. He added, so it might increase availability to countries where TCG Player isn't a thing, but it will probably make the hobby more expensive as a whole. Why is everyone adding Pokey to their names? Yeah, right? Whatnot sellers and TCG sellers are almost equally as bad. No, I, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't indulge in like the, the flipper, like, stuff so i'm not up to speed with you guys like you guys probably see these guys on tiktok right like you know i'm a seller but i i'm i'm a good seller right like i treat myself like a collectible store i don't treat myself as like a flipper or like a an auction house right that's just not how i conduct business um i mean okay these guys aren't really like adding you know i thought something would be smart would be said here i like the international idea right i think international shipping is an issue Where's uh where's Eric at? Eric is Eric in here? I don't think he is. Um, but yeah, me and Eric had to do something, you know, because he's from Canada. You know, Jello had to buy some Digimon cards for him because the guy wouldn't ship it to him, right? So, and that was on eBay. So imagine how many times that happens on TCG Player. So they they definitely need to clear that up. And you shouldn't, you know, have to pay an arm and a leg for it. So maybe they can figure out some sort of international deals. Um, earlier this year, eBay launched the authenticity guarantee service for trading cards, showing its first interest in cashing in on the recent TCG interest boost that saw sales of 2 billion in the first half. Okay. Um, okay. Our trading card business has been growing for the past six years. Uh, They're trying to improve confidence in the marketplace. We'll see how, we'll see how true they stick to that. But to be honest, guys, I'm not really worried. I let's see. Shoot, maybe maybe I would if if TCG player can streamline some stuff, maybe I would start moving my cards on TCG player. Like that's I'm I'm open to it. Um but my experience as a buyer has made me not want to be a seller. Uh so fees fees fees. That's all people are worried about is money. And uh, I'm just not really aligned with that. I mean you got to make money to run your business, but you also have to, I say it all the time, guys, not everyone's meant to be a business person. It's just, it's cold, right? I, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't feel too bad about this, honestly. Like, I think, I think it's a good thing. 
Um, nothing bad has come from it until something bad comes from it. And I can't really say anything bad. It's just, I, I will continue to buy cards on eBay. And then when I see like steals for like Dragon Ball cards and Digimon on TCG player, I'll buy them over there. That's what I've been doing. All right. There you go. I that was kind of useless in my opinion. You guys let me know. That was kind of useless to me. I didn't, that didn't offer me anything. Okay. Go, moving on to Digimon this week. Here we go. Digimon. I almost drank my soda sideways. All right. Digidestin this week. Uh, a few weeks ago, we touched on BT11. And they were saying some stuff like, hey, this is going to drop next year. And there might be three cards in this set that are on the level of like Ghost Omnimon. Double Diamond, right? So... Uh, this is just another piece of the puzzle. I don't know how much info is going to be in it, but we'll check it out. This comes from Ludkin's Media. BT11, dimensional phase, what we know so far. This just dropped uh, about six days ago. Cool artwork for, the, for the, the pack itself. That's cool that they used some rookies. I like that idea. The latest set in Digimon card game, BT11, dimensional phase, has been announced. Although very little is known about this set at the moment. The pack art's been revealed, as well as some details on the cards we can expect in the set. This will hit the shelves on September 30th in Japan, with fans of the English game having to wait until early 2023, so maybe February? January, February? The pack art of BT11 was revealed on the latest episode of Japanese Digimon Card Game YouTube channel. Okay. Three partially hidden cards that are currently being designed were also shown. These will be alternate art versions of uh, All Force Vigermon. That's from BT2. You got EX1 Machine Germon and Starter Deck uh, ST10 Mastamon, which are believed to be much rarer cards in the League of Ghost Omnimon and Ghost Alphamon, although this is yet to be confirmed. So a lot of hearsay. We don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they do something like this. Um BT11 Dimensional Phase will also include special box promotions that include Shoutmon, X5, All Force Vigermon, Machine Germon, and Mastamon. Here's the preview that they gave us. You can... You can't see anything. Okay. Uh, here's some box art stuff. All right. That's cool. It has been confirmed that the Dimensional Phase will focus on Digimon World video game titles. That's pretty dope. In Digimon World Next Order, there are several dimensions assigned with specific letters. The EN version will include 10 exclusive box toppers, which will be alt arts of Digimon voted for by fans of the card game. BT11 Dimensional Phase will include 12 SRs and the usual three secret rares. So, whole lot of nada, right? Like, why are you telling us this? Same stuff you told us a few weeks ago. Um, my point is with this, is the more we see this right here, Cards in the League of Ghost Omnimon and Alphamon. This is one of the first times, and I don't say it often, right? But this is like, this is one of the first times where I'm like, this. if this is true, this has to be true first. We got to wait, okay? Um, This has to be true, but like, this is one of the first times I would say, hey, if you can get your hands on some of this Digimon stuff, this might be a set to keep sealed. And you guys know we're always sipping and ripping. We're opening everything. And you should you should buy some to open as well. But this is one of the few where I'm like, hey, if you're not a sealed collector, 
this would be a good one to keep sealed. Uh, if you talk about three cards that are as rare as the the Omnimon and the Alphamon, um, you could, yeah, I mean, that just makes sense, right? Like, this could be big. Um, and we don't see that a lot with Digimon. I think the last set, you know, would have been Double Diamond that you would have kept sealed. For sure. And I think that'll age well. I think that statement will age very well. So you got Double Diamond and you got Dimension Phase now. A dimensional phase. Those are those are two boxes that I would definitely have like sealed away and just that's for display only. We're not ripping that open. If you want those cards, go buy them outright. If they're that rare, if there's three that are on that level, you know how hard that's going to be to try and get them all via pool. I don't see it happening. Um, so yeah, this is one of the first times where I'm like, hey, some modern Digimon I'd keep sealed. Besides the collection boxes and stuff like that, like you guys know the uh, the gift boxes. I think those are cool to keep sealed. But this is like the first booster expansion besides Double Diamond that I would say, hey, this is, you know, just like Realm of the Gods, right? Realm of the Gods is that set now that's it's better to keep sealed than it is uh, to open in terms of like flushing money down the toilet. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to this. Not not too much news, nothing too crazy, but be, be on the lookout for that and maybe start thinking, hey, I should probably partition some money now, right? You have you have nine months to do it, maybe a little more. Start partitioning some money to to make this happen, so that when the boxes debut at, I don't know, a hundred and fifty bucks, you're like, oh my gosh, I remember when you could get Digimon for eighty, and now you got to pay one fifty. You won't be playing that game, right? Save that money, maybe get your pre-orders in for this. Watch it a little closer than you normally do with Digimon. That's all I'm saying. All right. That's it for Digimon. Moving on to Dragon Ball this week. All right. Dragon Ball this week. Uh, <clears throat> nothing too fancy. But we did have Dragon Ball Super. Superhero just dropped last Friday. And it's doing surprisingly well. <clears throat> Who called that? I'm just kidding. Uh, so this article is going to be about whether or not movies affect cards. And this is a question you got to ask yourself. There's really not much in this article that's going to give you that answer. But uh, think about this. Dragon Ball Super Superhero surpasses Pokemon as the number one anime debut in America. In America. So I think that's sick, you know. That's like awesome. And the more I see like clips of the movie and stuff like that, I'm I'm compelled to go watch it. Uh so maybe I w- I will go take my son to go watch an anime movie in theaters. We shall we'll we'll see. But let's let's take a look here. All right. It's out. Dragon Ball Super Superhero has been released in the United States, the second movie to take place after the end of of the anime following Dragon Ball Super Brawly, which reinvented the iconic iconic legendary Super Saiyan Brawly as a canonical character. Canonical. Canonical. I don't know how to say that. While DBS Brawly is meant to take place during the manga storylines that follow the end of the anime, and which likely be adapted when the anime comes back, Superhero actually skips forward quite a bit. The film sees Goten, Trunks, Pan significantly aged up and showing the passage of time. Blah, blah. You guys know the background. <laughs> so, 
Now, we've already begun to see this new film impact the Dragon Ball Super card game. There's your answer right there. Do movies affect card games? Absolutely. And this is what I was talking about. You'll, you'll have a lot of... This brings me back to the TCG player thing. You'll have a lot of TCG player elitists say that the meta is the only thing that matters. What? No, it's not. It's not. It's not, right? The majority of us watching this and listening to the podcast are collectors. We game. We play. But we're also looking for cards that look cool. And Dragon Ball is one of the few that do it really well. All right. We had Gamma 1 and Gamma 2 cards show up in Ultimate Squad in May. The set closed out Unison... That's the set that closed out Unison Warrior series. And now the first set of the Zenkai series, which I'm super pumped for, September 2022, Dawn of Z Warriors, has been revealed to feature other elements of the film on cards. We've seen cards now of all but a few major. And here's some spoiler details. So, again, um, if you don't want to see spoilers, I don't know, mute your mic or don't, don't, look, at the, don't look at the camera. Uh, all right, so here we go. So the question is, will we get a set that shows the full scope of superheroes' influence on the hobby? Absolutely. If, if the card game and Bandai know what they're doing, they will capitalize on this. Uh, just like they already capitalized on this, right? They already made a card for this. They already have cards for these guys. <clears throat> Here we go. Scrolling past, he, he gave you a chance for the spoilers. Here we go. Superhero reveals two new forms for Piccolo. The one seen above is Piccolo's potential unlocked form, which appears on cards in Dawn of Z, so he will be featured in the new set. This form was revealed in promotional material months ago. However, he gets a second transformation called Orange Piccolo. Gohan also gets a new transformation called Beast that sees him tap into Beast Mode Anger he has as a kid for something that looks like a cross between Ultra Instinct and Super Saiyan 2. Finally, we get a new cell called Cell Max in the film. Now, what they say here is that they're not being included in Dawn of Z previews um, in order to keep spoilers from getting out because this is believed as of yet until... Untitled Fall 2022 set, the second Zenkai series set, will be one to include these characters and forms. So the prediction here is that the second set of Zenkai cards will have something like this. But we all we were all talking about this um, months ago that, like, you talk about a, a god rare, right? Like, Gohan is a great candidate to be the next god rare. If not, I mean, it could be Goku, but you think about the momentum that the movie had, that it has right now, especially with... How well it, it did on opening day. Cell V Max. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Cell V Max. But anyways. Um, yeah. I think. Gohan Beast would be a great God Rare. That's huge. Um, and I think the fact that this movie debuted so high. People are going to want that card. Maybe even more so than Goku. I'm. I don't know. It could be pretty darn close. It it could be even more than than the Vegeta God Rare. So be ready for that. Um, I think I the, uh, to answer the question, yes, this movie does have an effect on cards. We even saw it. We saw it earlier today when we were looking at the the Battle Royale. Um, you know this card, the the main card with Goku, Gohan and Piccolo on it, dipped down quite a bit. And then came up the week before the, the movie came out. And then now it's holding a, a decent spot around 200 bucks. So is it much? 
No, it's not. But to say that it didn't play a part is foolish. All right. <laughs> Chris is over here hating on the movie. That's it for Dragon Ball this week. Um, I'm very excited. I, I want to go watch it. I'll probably go watch it. Um, that'll be a first for me, but we'll go check it out. All right. Moving on to Greasy's Gaming Corner. Here we go. Greasy's Gaming Corner, our segment about video games and uh, and how we are going to bring that into our collecting hobby. I got to fix this screen. That's going to kill me. Thank you. There we go. That'll work. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the top 10 Nintendo 64 games. Um, the reason we're going to be talking about this is because when you look at March Madness, it's looking like N64 is going to take the cake. We might as well talk about its top games. So here we go. This list comes from IGN.com. This is not my list, okay? This is not my list. This is from IGN's top... Why does it say top 25? The 25, and then it says top 10. What the freak? Did I miss something here? That says top 10. Okay, well, we'll just go through the list. Here we go. Top 10. What the? It's okay. Okay, number 10. You got Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Sick game. Um, it was a little bit harder for me to play as a kid, uh, but it's super fun game. Um, I have no complaints here with it being number 10. That's like, I feel like that's pretty accurate. Like that's just spot on. Number nine, wave race. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, there's got to be better better games on this list that can surpass that. I'm I'm not a huge fan of racing games though, so that's that's on me. But not I don't like that at number nine. Okay, I just I just don't like it at number nine. Number eight. What do we got? That's that's an ad. Okay, number eight. Super Smash Brothers. Solid. Probably. One of my most played games on the 64. I'm glad it made the top 10. Paper Mario number 7. Paper Mario number 7? I've never played Paper Mario. Um, I don't remember it being that big of a deal when I was a kid. Anyone play Paper Mario? I mean, I heard of it, but I don't remember it being that big of a deal like amongst like my peers. Where do you get that from? Turn-based RPG. Okay. That's weird. I mean, I, I remember it, but I don't remember. No, no. Okay. Number six. Star Fox 64. Solid. Tech... Hold on. This this should be this should be top 5. Star Fox 64 should be top 5 because this was one of the first games like oh my gosh, dude, like I used to get pissed playing this game. Uh even against the computer and then playing against other people. Super competitive. Great game. You have multiple routes you can take, right? Like so if you want to fight a different style boss, what the heck it, go away. Um oh, are you serious? You can take me back. Okay. Uh, if you want to fight a different style boss, you got to fly a different route, right? And if you miss that route, you can't 
you can't get that ending, right? So there's multiple endings to the game, multiple enemies. The bosses were actually hard. <laughs> Sick game. I love Star Fox. Um, there was just so many different things about the story that made it fun. Just in terms of like the different routes you could take. That was just, I mean, I was probably eight, nine, ten years old. And to to discover all that, I was like, wow, this is cool. Um, sick game. That might be that might be top three for me. Okay, what's next? That's an ad. Number five, Perfect Dark. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, so this is interesting because you have your Perfect Dark side and then you have your 007 side. I'm team 007. Uh, as great as GoldenEye 007 was, Rare managed to top it in every way with Perfect Dark three years later. So it came after, okay. When Perfect Dark arrived on N64 in 2000, it was the best first-person shooter a console had ever seen. As close to as perfect as probably possible on Nintendo 64's aging 64-bit system. Wow. Um, if 007 is not on this list, I would put 007 at number 5. You gotta put GoldenEye. You have to. Of course, you could, anyone, I don't like this because they got to be second. So you get to capitalize on all the things GoldenEye didn't do, which is like, yes, that's good. That's what a smart person would do. But on the same hand, if GoldenEye doesn't exist, your game probably isn't as good. I don't know. All right. Number four, Banjo-Kazooie, solid. I see it top 10. I wouldn't put it top five in my book, but it's a sick game. Um, very fun game. I never beat it, but uh, yeah, this was a great game as a kid. I, I got, I got, I don't really have a complaint here. I, it's, it deserves top 10. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at sealed copies to buy on, on eBay. Number three, <laughs> there we go. So the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. We talked about this. I, I said it earlier today. Like, hey, it's got to be at least, you know, top three in, in Nintendo 64 games. So this is solid. I'm all for it. Uh, I don't know what would be number two or number one if this isn't number two or number one. Uh, this is one of my favorite games. And so far, the only issue I have right now is Perfect Dark and uh, Wave. What was that other one? Wave Runner? Is that what it's called? Let me Let me just go back and make sure. Wave race? Yeah, come on. Did they pay them to have that up there? I don't know. Okay, number two. What's number two? Super Mario 64. Okay. Yep. I I mean, Mario is the icon of Nintendo. I remember when we got N64, this game was plastered everywhere, right? It was in the kiosk everywhere. He was on the freaking box, like... It's Mario, dude. Uh, and this, you know, my son's in love with Super Mario Odyssey. So it's kind of cool to see him uh, play that when I had Super Mario 64. 007 has to make the top five. Yeah, I know, right? 100%. Okay. I'm glad we agree on that. Uh, let's see what number one is. It's got to be... Uh, who would be number one? Who's number one? We haven't seen 
Pokemon Stadium, which I would put in my top 10. Uh, oh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Well, well, Conquer's Bad Fur Day is in my top 10, but I don't know if that would be number one. Uh, Rampage, but that's technically not an N60. I mean, it's an N64 game, but it wasn't original N64. <laughs> Ramsey said, <laughs> okay, hold on. Ramsey says the list was made by a basement dweller. How dare anyone not include South Park game in the top 10? Right? Okay, thank you. Thank. Okay, good. So yeah, we're missing Donkey Kong. We're missing Mario Kart. We're missing South Park because South Park was in uh, the top uh, PlayStation games, wasn't it? Or Xbox, I think. Top Xbox games. Mario Kart. Okay, let's see. let's see who it is. Let's see who it is. Oh, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time could easily be number one. Turok. Oh my gosh. Okay. You see, we we know what's going on. Let's check it out. Let's see what we got. Oh, there we go. So it's it's Zelda, Ocarina of Time. I don't I don't dispute that. I mean, look, you got Zelda, Mario. The the kings of Nintendo. I okay, I could do that. Um, I don't. This was a sick game. I remember fighting. Uh, what's his name? Gan- Ganondorf. That was legendary. Like at the end of the game, oh my gosh, you had to do like the light arrows and things like that. Oh man, sick. There was a part of the game that scared the crap out of me too. When you're like going through like a town that was abandoned, and like the dude's like a a zombie. And he like jumps on you. Used to scare the crap out of me. Okay, so we got. I'm cool with this. So for me, for me, I would probably. I would put. I would put Goldeneye at number five. That's me. That's what I would do. And I would put. You got to have Pokemon Stadium. Okay, so throw out Wave Race. Put in Pokemon Stadium. Throw out Paper Mario. Put in like Donkey Kong 64. Throw out Perfect Dark. Put in 007. And, I mean, I would be I would be cool with that. You could say Star Wars is maybe top 15 and, and maybe maybe Mario Kart should be there, but... I like this game a lot. This game was sick. Uh, that was the thing about N64s. They, the games were unique, right? Today, everything's the same. Everything's first-person shooter, MMO, RPG. Like, it's one or the other. You just don't get, like, games that were themed, right? Like, this is a themed game. Super Smash, first of its kind. Get out of here. Like, again, start. when is the last time we've had a Star Fox-style game? It's just so unique, right? Like who made a game with the fox that was, that was you know he's the main character and he's in space and he's shooting people down in his you know freaking jet like just creative right? Okay, all right. Well, there you guys go. That's the top games of uh, Nintendo sixty four. I like this list better. Oh, there's our sign right there. Look, the freaking Wave Runner right there. Oh my gosh. Um. I like I like the list. I like the list minus a few things, but I, I think it was better than the Xbox game. Slippy the Toad, yeah. Falco the Falcon. 
<laughs> who was the other guy? You had Falco, Slippy. Who was the uh <laughs> who was that stupid bunny? What was his name? Do a barrel roll. Remember that guy? And then they had their evil counterparts. They had their evil counterparts who would uh who would challenge? They were like their rivals. They were like their exact opposites, and you you fought them like two or three times throughout the uh, throughout the game. I used to take it personal. I'm like, oh man, I'm shooting them all down. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> the rabbit dude. Yeah, that's right. Do a barrel roll. Oh man. All right, there you guys go. That's it for Greasy's game. <laughs> there you guys go. That's it for Greasy's gaming corner this week. Moving on to March Madness. Here we go. I know we're all waiting for this one. All right. March Peppy. That was his name. You're right. Thanks, Alpha. Okay, so March Madness, our segment, uh, basically where we make NCAA-style brackets and we pick stuff that we want to talk about. So the the topic this month is our favorite video game consoles. We are down to the final four, and the uh, the voting is in. Here we go. So this week, we had Nintendo 64 versus the Nintendo Switch. And we had Xbox One versus Xbox 360. Here are the results. On the left-hand side, you have N64 versus the Switch. N64 wins 20 to 2. It's absolute blowout. 20 to 2. Uh, I knew you guys would make the right decision for that. <laughs> so N64 is going to the championship. We, we chose that, right? That was an easy pick, though. Come on. Easy pick. We knew that. And then, looking at the right-hand side, you had Xbox One versus Xbox 360. And we're like, we're just like a giant family here. We're all just, we're all on the same team here, guys. And guess what? Xbox 360 beats the Xbox One 15 to 5. Let's go. Pumped on that. Um, I bought an Xbox One. And literally, I didn't play anything on it. I think I played Star Wars. Um, I might have. I might have bought the Halo Master Chief Collection, and that was it. And after that, it became a it became a smart TV. Like I was just using it for Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, like all that stuff. But I'd never used it for actual gaming. So that's a that's a paradigm we're dealing with now with video game systems, like. The N64 you played because it was you were going to play some games, right? You're playing Star Fox, you're playing Smash. You weren't like using the internet. Yeah, you know, if they had an internet browser, I'm not saying that that was p- capable back then, but like you you didn't use it for apps, right? It was used to play. And I think that's kind of why the Switch maybe has made it so far, right? The Switch is extremely fun. Um as a matter of fact, you know, Ramsey was was visiting with me last week and we played a lot of Switch, right? And it's one of the few Systems like like kudos to the Switch for making it this far. Um, it's a good system, and you know it may not have the best capabilities in terms of like gaming and like you know FPS and graphics and all that stuff. But but like in terms of like family fun, the Switch is where it's at, and I think that's why the N sixty four is making it where it is. 
Like I remember playing four player games with family and friends all the time. And that's kind of gone away. Like we don't, we don't, we don't all plug our controller into the same thing and play anymore. So it's a good time. Uh, so you got N64 and you got 360 throwing down next week. I think N64 is going to take it all. The 360 just doesn't have enough games to carry it to a championship. Like I think uh, if if 360 had a couple more, but like I think Xbox had more original games than the 360 did. I think the 360 was that era where, hey, this is available on multiple platforms, not just right. Right? They they lost the only on Xbox feel, and I think that that changes a lot. So I think N64 takes it, but maybe maybe 360 will make a valiant effort. We don't know. And there you guys go for March Madness. We are down to the uh, top two here. We'll have a champion next week. All right. Moving on to Gengar's Grabs. Here we go. All right. Gengar's Grabs is our segment all about you guys. So if you join our Discord and you buy cards and or video games, you can share what you purchased this past week to the Gengar's Grabs tab. Share a picture, quick story, what you got. And uh, yeah, we rank them on our top five picks of the week. Here we go. Number five this week. Alexio with a box of Gargoyles. You guys remember that? Yep, Gargoyles trading cards. So that's super sick because that was something I was looking at for a while. That's a Skybox, I believe, is the people who made that. Um, You know, I like this for its novelty, right? It's different. Um, You're not going to see a TikTok video of like someone flexing their gargoyle cards for clout and for likes. Uh, This is something you buy because you legitimately like it and it reminds you of being a kid. And it probably takes you back to a good time. And you don't need likes or follows to do that. So I, I really appreciate stuff like this when people legitimately buy stuff they like the best thing to do you don't want to buy stuff to impress people um number four this week chonky boy gotta give him props on this um chonky might be one of our best toy collectors in the cord and it's digimon like come on so i uh, believe that's a mallow myotis mon and this dude is just stacking away i l- chonky if you're listening i'd love to see a picture of all the toys i gotta see them all in their entirety and see what see what you've added so um since the last time you gave us an update. So I want to see them all in their entirety if you're listening. All right. Number three this week. Wiener Schnitzel, all the way from Canada. Eric grabbing a Black War Growlmon hollow from Series 5. Uh, this is one of the harder hollows to get in Series 5. I mean, they're all hard to get, guys. Like All, all Digi Battle foils are hard to get. Um, but this one, you you don't see as much. I've probably seen five in the last two years i've literally i've seen five in the last two years i bought one uh chris bought one um eric bought one so there's three and then i've probably seen two other ones you know since then that that maybe one of our guys didn't get so great card um i think that was one he was looking for too like he really wanted to get that one number two this week you got bulma simp that is Chris, by the way. His name is Bulma. His name changes every week, guys. So he's Bulma Simp this week. And uh, it's because he likes Bulma. But check it out. So he bought a GameCube uh, with Sonic. 
That is dope, dude. So he's, he said he was actually playing it with his son. But um, no, I'm jealous because I actually, when we saw, who was it? Uh, Nick, Nick Byrne. So Nick Byrne has a pretty darn big uh, video game collection. Like, you know, as far as our guys in the Discord. And Nick's all the way in Australia. And I saw his Nintendo 64 stack. Uh, I saw like the Game Boy stuff. And I was like, dang, dude. And then I see people online. It's just really inspiring. Like you'll see people like with their whole shelf lined up with like different game cubes, right? You got the black one, you got the platinum one. Uh, there's all kinds of different colors. Like this is the purple one. Uh, I believe there's white ones. I believe there's a red one. Like all kinds of different game cubes, and that's like that's interesting to me to get all the different systems. Some are expensive, some aren't. Right? You have to do all your research on that, just like N64. Um, but to go out and just grab a system. I want to go grab a system. You know what I mean? So that's that's super dope. Um, Sonic's a decent game. I don't know what I would have got. If I bought a GameCube. Uh, when I when I was a kid. Um, I really wanted to play the Pokemon XD. Like, what was it? Gale of Darkness or something like that? Like, I really wanted... I didn't have it. I just remember watching people play it. And I was like, I want to get that game. Uh, so that was a big one for me. Maybe I would I would probably do something like that. Um... I hear Smash is really good on the GameCube. I didn't experience that as a kid. I didn't have a GameCube, so I don't I don't really know. Mario Sunshine was another game that like all my friends had that I wanted to play, so I'll probably go with something like that. Um one of the more like unique games that are kind of specific to GameCube. Uh but yeah, just dope overall. I, I'm I'm love I love see seeing like the video game stuff because you know my interest is there right now. And number one this week, easy money. ATM all the way from Canada. We got we got the the Canadians are showing up this week. Uh pretty crazy. So you got ATM with a god rare of Vegeta and a PSA 9. Um he had bought this rare he had bought this raw a while back. He thought it was going to be great at 8 and ended up coming back at 9. So he's super pumped on that. And uh the dude's got a crazy Dragon Ball collection. I believe he's completed all the signature cards. Uh he's got the god rare right there. He's got the tournament of power secret rare like there's probably only a few things on his checklist and he's like solid. He's already caught up. So now it's just a matter of like, what else do I want in later sets, which is pretty cool. Uh, so congrats to ATM. I mean, he's holding, you know, what, $2,500, $3,000 in his hand. That's sick, right? Super cool. Great card. Great character. Good story. High rarity. He's got everything we need. And that's why he takes number one this week. Vengeful Joe or Beautiful Joe. I what was that game? I remember that. That sounds so familiar. Beautiful Joe. Yeah, Beautiful Joe. Okay. Dude, I totally remember this. Oh, yeah. I didn't play this one, but I remember that. Beautiful Joe. Yep, I remember this being in kiosk, and like I'd play it like Walmart. I didn't know what was going on, though. All right. There you guys go. That's it for Gengar's Grabs, and that takes us to the end of episode 98. Before you go... Remember, our box break is live now for September 2nd. Friday, September 2nd, we are doing our box break. It's going to feature Dragon Ball, Realm of the Gods, right there. Uh, it's also going to feature Pokemon 25th Anniversary. So um, I wanted to go as cost-efficient as possible with this break, so nothing too vintage, nothing too crazy. However, lots of free stuff being given away. So first off, um, with Realm of the Gods, you know, you can buy a pack of Realm of the Gods for like 10 to 15 bucks. Like, 
we're talking box fresh, case fresh, like not searched, not stuff that, you know, you're not going to pull anything from for like, you know, 10 to 15 bucks. So we got ours down to $8 and like 29 cents. That's per pack. And then when you buy a box of Realm of the Gods, you're also going to get a free pack of Dragon Ball Z Panini Perfection. So that has Cell in it. I thought that was cool to feature because Cell's in the new movie. I was trying to be creative, trying to be thoughtful. Um, so you get you buy a pack of Realm of the Gods, you get a free pack of Dragon Ball Z Panini, and there's no buy limit on that. You can buy as much as you want until it's sold out. And you will get you will literally get one free pack of Dragon Ball Z for every pack of Realm of the Gods you buy. Uh, pretty good deal there. Uh, the next thing is 25th anniversary. We got those down to like five bucks a pack, guys. Five dollars a pack. But when you buy that, you're also going to get a chance to be entered for the Funko Pop. Let me see if I have it. Uh, hold on. So, this Funko right here, Cell First Form, that'll be given away for free to one of our raffle winners. Now, this only goes to people who bought Pokemon. So, if you want to play for the for the Funko, you want to buy Pokemon. Um, and we'll be giving away one free Cell First Form Funko to one lucky winner. There will also be another winner. If you don't win that, you have a chance to win a CGC9 Secret Rare Rillaboom. And that was gifted to us from our mod, Alpha Child who has been participating in the court and just saving us. Alpha knows a lot. He's always saving us. When I'm like, hey, what's this? He always drops a comment. He's like, oh, it's this. Like, hey, he's always got my back, so I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, Alpha donated a CGC9 Secret Rare Rillaboom, and that will also be raffled off with the Pokemon packs. So if you want to win free prizes, go for Pokemon. If you want free packs, go for Dragon Ball Realm of the Gods. That is now live on the Poketower.com. You haven't you have like another week and a half to buy your stuff. So no rush there. That's it. That's the end of episode 98. Thank you guys for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Share it on your Instagram, please. Uh please share. And we I need your help to spread the word. I can't do it without you guys, right? So please share. Um, you can make me a, a sweet TikTok video. You could tag me on your Instagram stories. You could even share us on Facebook. Whatever you gotta do, help us get our name out there. Bring a friend into this community, right? Join our Discord because it's free. We got a good group of people. I haven't done any purges lately, right? I haven't deleted anyone. Um, I'm trying to grow a community here, and uh, sometimes that means we gotta let we gotta let the weeds grow for a little bit before we we trim back. So uh, everyone's welcome. Um, you'll love it. I promise you that. And last thing, if you want to support the podcast uh, in all of our videos and. Podcast, we have a link that says support this podcast. And all you gotta do is click that link and you can donate as little as 99 cents a month to the podcast. Helps us keep the lights on here. Um, and that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you guys for watching. Appreciate all of you. And we will see you. We might see you this Friday. I got a surprise. Join the Discord. Um, and maybe you'll get the scoop on it. Might see you this Friday. You don't miss, okay? I'll see you guys soon. That's how I'll leave it. Peace. 